Today is Good Friday. If you're listening to this in the morning, or you find yourself listening to this many days past Good Friday, I still would encourage you to stop and reflect on what Jesus has done. I know that chances are you have heard many sermons on Good Friday. You have heard in great detail all of the nuances and specifics of Jesus' death on the cross. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm sure you've heard about the different things that he went through, the different courts that he appeared before, the leaders, the stories behind them, and on and on and on. And these are wonderful because our hope is found here. This is where Jesus paid the price for our sins. This is the means by which we are made right with God. And while the truths of the crucifixion weigh heavily on us, and the Bible spends a great deal of time, especially within the New Testament, expounding on what happened here, I want to take a moment to simply quiet our hearts. I had mentioned last episode that we had recorded a conversation with Malcolm Geit. And that episode is going to run in the first part of May. But while I was researching Malcolm before our conversation, I acquired a book of his entitled The Word in the Wilderness, A Poem a Day for Lent and Easter. And I wanted to take a moment and read the poem that he had written for Good Friday, because I believe that it is so poignant. He entitled this, Jesus Dies on the Cross. The dark nails pierce him and the sky turns black. We watch him as he labors to draw breath. He takes our breath away to give it back, return to its birth through his slow death. We hear him struggle, breathing through the pain, who once breathed out his spirit on the deep who formed us when we he mixed the dust with rain and drew us into consciousness from sleep. His spirit and his life he breathes in all, mantles his world in his one atmosphere. And now he comes to breathe beneath the pall of our pollutions, draw our injured air. To cleanse it and renew his final breath, breathes and bears us through the gates of death. He then goes on to say this, There is both so much and so little to be said on Good Friday. In some ways, the Gospels, with their terse, spare narrative, give us the blanked fact that brings us to a standstill. And they crucified him. We can just say with that and look, seeing things as they are. Or we can draw a breath and try year after year to articulate what this means and has gone on meaning for us. You know, I think we do need to continually articulate and remind ourselves the truth of who Jesus is and what happened on the cross. But there are other times when I think that we just need to be still and behold and marvel. And when I think about the cross, I find that the verse that I learned as a little boy is so amplified that it takes on an entirely new meaning. And of course, that verse is John 3.16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, 
but have eternal life. I want you just to think on that verse these days. I want you to remember what Jesus did for you on the cross, but also behold and remind yourself of that resurrection. Because it's the resurrection that validates what happened at the crucifixion and show that he is more powerful than death and sin and that we no longer need to have fear. That you should draw strength, that you should find strength and realize that it's because of him that we have hope and that we have life. And no matter what we do on this show, no matter what we do in our ministry, it all goes back to Jesus Christ and him crucified and learning how to find ourselves crucified with him, but also learning how to appropriate his resurrection life as our own. I hope and pray that God gives you a wonderfully intimate and enlightening Good Friday service that you might be able to dig down deep and draw closer to him and recall what he has done for you. And if you become dry and fatigued, I think you should go and sit at the foot of the cross and ask God to give you the eyes to see and the ears to hear all that he has done for you. And then I want you to celebrate this Easter, this Resurrection Sunday, to know that we are no longer to be living in fear, but that we can have a living hope because of all that Jesus has done for us. That's my thought for this week. We'll be back next week as I talk with Trevin Wax about his book, The Thrill of Orthodoxy. It's a great conversation, and you're going to want to listen in. I want to thank our Apollos Watered team for helping water your world. This is Travis Michael Fleming, signing off from Apollos Watered. Stay watered, everybody. And I'm